Hey friends, welcome to The Drivecast, a daily podcast walking through the Bible to help us read it in, pray it up, and live it out. My name's Dan, and I serve as the teaching pastor for our Worthington campus. Today we're looking at Revelation 22, verses 12 through 21. I'll read the passage, and then we'll get started. Revelation 22, starting in verse 12. Look, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me to repay each person according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves the practices of falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to attest to these things to you for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. Both the Spirit and the bride say, Come. Let anyone who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires to take the water of life freely. I testify to everyone who hears the word of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share of the tree of life and the holy city, which are written about in this book. He who testifies these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with everyone. Amen. These are the very last words of the entire Bible. John brings his letter to its conclusion, but also has a very specific guidance and direction for believers as God ordained these verses to be the final finale of his holy scriptures. We see here that Jesus is declaring that he is coming back soon or quickly. Whenever Jesus demonstrates a sense of urgency, it's wise for us to listen to him and understand that what he means is soon and quickly. And that may not be on our timeline, but on God's timeline. And Jesus continues by promising a reward to all based on what they have done. This could be interpreted as you earn your position based on your works, but that, that isn't really what Jesus is saying here. We know that salvation comes through grace based on faith alone. What we see here is Jesus explaining that is that when you live by faith, there is evidence of fruit in your life. To say that you have faith in Jesus also says that you are working out your faith in the world around you. We read also how those who do his commandments have the right to the tree of life. Verse 14 says, True believers will do work toward following God's commandments, while those who don't truly believe will practice the evil things listed in verse 15. And Jesus goes on to authenticate this book by declaring himself that he is the root of David. He is the bright and morning star. All of these titles show up here that are tying together all the loose ends in the biblical storyline. He is the root of David, meaning uh, that this is a messianic title from the Old Testament. 
And what we see John using a warning and issuing a warning to, at the end of this book, as well as the rest of scripture, when he states, if anybody adds to these things, or if anyone takes away from the book of this prophecy, then they will have the plagues added to them that are written about in this book. Right? Jesus is saying, I don't want you to mess with my message. This is why as his people, we are called to be full of grace and truth, like Jesus is full of grace and truth, which means we don't shy away from hard conversations. We lean into them when we need to have them, but we do that with much grace and poise. As we talk about hard things with other people, we don't eliminate parts of the Bible that make us feel uncomfortable because we don't like them. That's part of the truth of who Jesus is and what he has called us to be about. And finally, I love how this book ends with a call for Jesus to come, to return, that he would draw his people to himself. And I think this is the culmination of the book of Revelation and the entire Bible is both an acknowledgement that here and now, this is not the world it was meant to be. We are living in a place where suffering is a reality, where hardship is a reality, where there is real pain that we experience here and now, but God will one day do away with all of that, where there will be no more. Jesus return as he fully establishes his kingdom here on earth as it is now in heaven. And so as his people today, we join with that cry, with that longing and say, come Lord Jesus. Let's take a moment and pray together. We don't just want to uh, hear the word, but we also want to pray it up. We want to pray back these things. So I'll give you a moment and I'll guide us through a time of prayer. Father, this morning or whenever it is that we're listening to this, we pause. And you invite us to be still before you. And so many of us are carrying deep burdens today. We may be thinking about them while we're on our way into work or reflecting on them uh, while we're winding down our day today. But we know that life as we know it is weary and hard. And there is much pain and heartache that we experience. And if we're not there right now, we will be the future. And yet this passage gives us immense hope that this is not the way it will always be. That you will meet us. You will speak to us. You will make all things new and all things right. And so we join with the rest of God's people and say, come Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Finally, let's live it out. We want to take God's word and not be hearers only, but we want to be doers of his word. And I think one of the things that this passage reminds us of practically 
not just about the end when he makes all things new and all things right, but there is a reminder that those of us who have our name written in the book of life, who have faith in Jesus, that faith works itself out in the world around us, that there is real fruit in our lives as we are engaging with the world around us as followers of Jesus. That means we show compassion and love and kindness as we practice the grace and truth of who Jesus is in the message of the gospel. Where are ways that you need to live out your faith today? What is your faith in Jesus compelling you to do differently today than the world around you? We're mindful that we are not saved by our works, that God does not love us more because of our works, but our works demonstrate our true and real allegiance to King Jesus. Friends, thanks for tuning into the Drivecast. And as we finished up this book of Revelation, it's been a joy to walk through each week different passages of Scripture to help us read it in, pray it up, and live it out. We'll see you back next week as we start our new series in the book of Daniel.